a Podcast One production. Created for expectant parents, new mums, new grandparents, or women thinking about becoming pregnant. This series guides you through the highs and lows of pregnancy, giving birth, and the complexities of parenting. Welcome to Birth, Baby, and Beyond with midwife Kath Curtin. Q and A with Kath. Yes, um, your hair is looking good. Thank you. Very nice. I got it cut. Mm, mm, very you. good. You always look amazing. Oh, well, you I'm and, going to the hairdressers tomorrow. You and your red lips. <laughs> That's right. Always wear your lips, girls. When in doubt. I had a baby with my red lipstick on. Yep, just put on your lips. It'll make you it feel you a feel million dollars. I go swimming. Got my red lips. I come up like Esther Brilliant. Williams, smiling and love. love. It. Oh, oh, fantastic. We're talking, Kath. About episiotomy. We're talking about episiotomy and healing after vaginal birth. Now, the reason why um, I pulled this topic is because there are so many new mums-to-be and women in general writing in saying, how do I avoid tearing and episiotomies? And I thought, well, let's answer some of their questions. Mm. Um, And, you know, I I don't really know too much about episiotomy. (laughs) Lumpy. So when I do classes, every time Mm. I talk about childbirth, people ask me about Liz and Lumpy and they, but they're very, and tearing uh, versus episiotomy. And it's, you know, women need to know and understand. And it's also not, like doctors just don't go out and do it. Or a midwife, whoever's delivering the baby, they just don't go out with intent to do um, an episiotomy. Everyone is very, careful. very careful and conscious to keep an eye on the perineum as you're delivering the baby. All right, we've got a whole bunch of medical terms there. I'd like to clarify. Episiotomy. I'm really not So before we get into that, let's go through some definitions and some basic stuff, and then we'll go into some of the questions that we've um, we've had sent in. So let's start with. Tearing versus episiotomy. What is the difference? So why don't we start with what an episiotomy is? Okay, so an episiotomy is a cut in the vagina or across the the muscle in the vagina. Mm. And I think every time I say that word, and and I'm sure every woman who hears that word, their toes start start to curl. Yeah. Don't you think it's just sort of, oh, episiotomy, it's makes women very fearful because there's a lot to go through, pregnancy, labour, and it might be just that that you're worried about. It's the number one question of the latest couple of weeks. Yeah. How do I avoid it? All right, so I just... And tearing. I so tearing is when um, the, the vaginal area either above um, where the baby's head is, so that's up near um, the opening of the bladder or the clitoris. If there's some small tears in the um, vulval area, or it can be midline from, um, which is um, midline down to the anus, or uh, any sort of area can tear. And that's because of the pressure the baby's coming out? Yeah, and and sometimes it's about being, um, you know, really working hard with the woman when she's pushing the baby and also the woman listening to the person um, the doctor or midwife who's delivering the baby because as the baby's head is coming out, you don't want someone to push really hard because things 
the baby can come out quickly and and that Rips. can cause a lot of ripping. Um, and you've you've got to do a, um, a combination of like little push, puff, 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 little push, little push, little push, puff, 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 because you can't puff and push at the same time. Ah. So the puffing prevents the pushing. And allows your body to and stretch just, just a little to bit. slowly, slowly, slowly deliver that head. And that is where you want someone who is very, um, has a lot of intent um, of, of, of getting through without um, episiotomy or tearing. And, you know, we talk about episiotomy and tearing. We also have to talk about intact perineum. And that means there are women who don't need an episiotomy or, or don't have tearing. They have, you know, um, nothing. They uh, are high-fiving. They, well, yeah, well, well done. And, and, it, and it is possible, you know, like it does happen. Yeah. And um, that has a lot to do with um, who's delivering the baby, how labour is going. And also, as I was just saying to you before, it's, this, it's sort of like the skin type um, um, of um, of the woman. Some women just have sort of a type of elasticity in their skin that yeah. that, that takes up. Gives them an advantage. Yeah, and Gives certainly if, um, if you're having a second or subsequent baby, it doesn't always mean that you're not going to have an episiotomy because... What's very important at all stage in um, in labour is the health of the mother and baby. And if there's any sudden emergency of mother or baby, it's like you've got to get the baby out. So, you know. Um, and, and that's the purpose. You either naturally tear or you're given a surgical episiotomy, a little mm. surgical cut, and that helps deliver the baby. Yeah. Health of mum, great. Yep. All right, I understood and I understand. Thank you very much for that clarity. The other thing but is, I'd also like to say, mm. in the in the 70s when I started, mm. it was routine. Women having their first baby, they'd have routine vaginal examinations every four hours. And even as a young midwife, I just felt, I just thought, I just knew that wasn't right. But, but did you had the examination, but did they just gave you an episiotomy just because? Yes. Did they? Yep. When did that stop? Oh, Probably in the early 80s. I think I came in at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. The early 80s, there was a big, a big movement of, you know, doing active childbirth and giving women, you know, some power back. Yeah. Um, because, like, the, the long story is that, I'll make it quite short, is that women gave birth at home. And then once there was, you know, the infection and aseptic techniques, women went into hospital. And when they went into hospital, they went into bed. That's right. And once they went into bed, all of these extra things happened. Um, And that's when I started midwifery, it was, you know, everyone was in bed and, you know, tied your legs up in stirrups. And and I was very involved in um, natural childbirth in that era. So it's, you know, it it has changed and you, you can only think and, and say that it's so much better now. God, so much a good better. message. So you don't need to curl your toes. I also <laughs> imagine, Kath, if it's the daunting aspect of going into labour for people who are listening, um, you know, we have talked in a previous Q&A with Kath about pain, pain in labour and also about how to manage pain in labour. So, you know, for this, what seems like a very daunting event as part of your labour, um, you know, if you've had pain management, not all women do, but if you do, you don't, you don't feel it, do you? 
don't feel the episiotomy or the tearing. No, well, um, I'd like to say no, but you know, certainly if women have uh, an epidural and good pain relief there, yeah, they wouldn't feel it at all. Right. Um, sometimes they're given some local anaesthetic, and they're you know to prevent any pain. All right. So there's there's are ways around it. I suppose. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to. <laughs> I know, I don't want to scare everyone yeah, so much. It's just so hard. We're looking at each other like, you know, deer in headlights. Um, Do you get a choice? You don't get a no. choice. It's well, just, well look, if, if everyone doesn't want, no one wants an episiotomy. That's given. Mm. No one wants an episiotomy. Um, you know, uh, it's necessity, as, as it, as the, you know, the 80s and 90s rocked through, it was, you know, sort of like, don't be afraid of tears. Like, mm. it's not all dramatic and the worst case scenario is dramatic and that is a fourth degree tear through to the anus. Oh, so that that's one of my questions. So hold off on there and we'll start yeah. we'll, we'll get onto the Q&A. Look at this. We'll go into the Q&A some of your questions here. The first one says, "Hi Kath, is tearing better for healing than an episiotomy?" Um well, depends, and I'm going to say that every time, but it depends. Come on, depends. With, Come on with, with the sponsorship. With the, first or se- <laughs> with the first or second degree tear, absolutely. In fact, some tears aren't even um, stitched. So um, tearing, certainly um, you f- they feel better. An episiotomy is a surgical cut and it's very painful. And it you have to go through... A process of healing. So you know, if you if you get sort of punched on your arm for some reason and it really really hurts, mm. you know how the bruising comes out first and it gets really bad, and then it actually starts to get better. So it's sort of like a hill; it gets really bad. Um, and episiotomy is like that. So early days, very painful. You, you know, can't sit on your bottom. Um, uh, you need a lot of um, ice on your bottom, a lot of pain relief and also some appearance so that your first poo is a little bit sort of loose because it's not everyone worries about having a poo. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's break this down a little bit. You did mention there that there's different um, degrees of tearing. How hmm. many degrees of tearing? Four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but the... You know, the one and two and, and even three, there's, you know, it, it, you still don't have a lot of pain. It's more with the fourth degree tear that rips into the um, anal sphincter and into the bowel that, look, I hope that never happens a lot because it's, you know, the recovery for women, not only physically, but emotionally, it's 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 a lot. I think we've managed really to give people an absolute heart attack listening from home. That's not our intent. We're just giving you some information. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. You don't want to scare the living daylights out of everyone. But All right. Uh, Here's mm. the next question. Midwife Kath, will perineal massage help to reduce the risk of tearing? Can you explain to me what that is? Okay. So perineal massage um, has been, you know, going for a long time, uh, you know, mainly in the sort of 70s, um, 80s. And what it is that women, while they're pregnant, actually with their thumb and um, pointer finger, just gently massage that area between the end, the bottom part of the vagina and the anal area and just massaging it during pregnancy. So the studies 
and the drive or, you know, the group of people who do it are usually, you know, sort of wanting um, a natural childbirth and very against an episiotomy. Now, I've looked after a lot of women who have done um, perineal massage. Some women, I can remember coming in to the hospital with a sore vagina because they'd done too much perineal massage. This is before they had the baby. So they kind of went to, they went to Sven, like they gave themselves a well, Sven massage absolutely. too hard, too hard. And I always recommend just have sex, like have normal sexual relations with your partner. And that is as good, probably, if not better. And also we've got to trust Mother Nature because Mother Nature prepares our body for everything. And it, and and episiotomy and tearing is no exception. So we have a very an increased uh, vaginal discharge. It's hormones, milky. The 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 skin changes. Mm. There's there's a lot that happens. And having an episiotomy, it's not the end of the world. It's very painful, but it's part of obstetrics, you know. And um and the same with tearing. It's not the end of the world unless it's, you know, a right through one and then that it's physically and psychologically pretty bad, The you know, when it goes right through to the anus. Yeah. But I like what you just said then in terms of, you know, it's part of it's part of gynecology. Yep. And it's part of the process. You're in good hands. You've always emphasised the importance of, you know, having a good doctor and being, yep. you know, prepared. And, well looked and after. Well yep. looked after. Yeah. So, Kath, do you, um, do you, as we talked about, kind of how long it can take us I mean, how long yeah. it's a piece of string. But is, what did you say about So, look, I think for, for an episiotomy, first-time um, first baby episiotomy can be easy six-week recovery because without a doubt when you have an episiotomy, you, you question, A, if you'll ever have sex again, ever, mm. let alone another baby. Mm. And that's not being funny that is actually how a lot of people feel, how a lot of women feel. Now, the vagina is a very forgiving area and it does heal very well and the body starts healing straight away. Yeah. Um, but um, you need a lot of care. You need a lot of ice. I do lots of salt baths, you know, hopping in the bath with, with salt and and, and massage um, and just letting the water, water come through um, and just gently massaging the area. Um, if you can, if there's an area in your um, house that has a little bit of sunlight coming through that the neighbours won't see, um, if you can get just two minutes of sunshine Um, and fresh air onto your um, perineum, pain relief, you must have pain relief because um, trying to feed a baby and do everything else and you're in a lot of pain is very difficult. So pain relief, you'll You'll only need short-term pain relief mm. to get the gain. And um, also um, laying down, feeding the baby, um, laying down if your bottom is is very sore. So you said short-term pain relief. What do you mean by that? So, I mean, you might need something stronger than Panadol mm. um, for probably three or four days. Right. And then you might need Panadol. But... Um, uh, these days we use a lot of anti-inflammatory and um, something stronger than um, Panadol. So I get very concerned when women aren't given 
pain relief and they come home and they, they haven't been given pain relief and they're, they're in tremendous pain, mm. especially if they've given birth in a public hospital in their home in 24 hours. Right. You know, you don't have the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of after that, it, it, you know, the pain, yeah. Kicks in. And look, there's, there's lots of things that can happen. You know, you can have a hematoma in that, like a big bruise. So you can get, um, a, a a vulval hematoma, you can get um, even a hematoma that goes onto your buttock. I've seen some terrible um, sort of bleeding. And it's and it's not about scaring everyone. It's about sort of trusting that the medical people are going to do the best for you. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure everyone stopped listening. They're uh, running no, for the I hill. Know, <laughs> but, um, but it's, yeah, and, and, and also what's really important, Brooke, is, um, is positioning, you know, mm. for... Uh, if you don't have an epidural and you're out and walking, you know, being active, being upright, um, you know, work, being in the water, you know, whether it's a bath or shower, um, and, and it does help. It really does really help, help to be, yeah, it really does help to be active. But back, I don't think I actually answered the question about the perineal massage. Um, personally, I don't think it changes anything. It doesn't actually change what the outcome might be because no one knows. Mm. So you can be labouring really well and everything going, it's good, you're dilating and and now you're pushing. But the minute that baby gets, if that baby gets distressed or the mother gets distressed, you've got to get the baby out and quickly because things happen in pregnancy and labour. They happen, they happen quickly and sometimes it's not good. So You've, an episiotomy is part of um, an emergency procedure for um, some births to either just so the mother can have a extra area and push the baby out quickly or if forceps and um, uh, vacuum suction uh, cap is is required to deliver the baby so, like within within a two minute frame yeah. and this is when, you know, all your training is is meant for this, and it can be overwhelming for um, women and their partners. And you know, I'm acutely aware of that. Yeah, yeah, that effect on on both. Yeah, that's right. So I suppose you know, for everyone who's listening, everyone's <laughs> look, listen, no, yeah, just yep. go and have a little lay down. You know. Breathe, breathe, no, breathe, breathe. breathe, breathe. I I suppose what I was just going to say, Kath, is that, you know, it's an interesting topic. In context of starting a family and the labour really doesn't sound like something we all need to be losing our minds over. It sounds like we don't have control over it. The tearing and the episiotomy, look, you said they're natural parts of, um, you know, of giving birth. Mm. Um, The episiotomy obviously is only undertaken when your health is at risk, therefore, you know, if you're at risk or your baby's at risk, that's when mm. it gets done. That's what you want. And that's also, fantastic. You know, there's there's a limit on how long women can push. So two hours is enough. Uh, and I've seen women being pushed to about three hours. It's too much. Mm. Women get very tired and the babies get tired. So to prevent and to hasten the, the birth, again, um, an episiotomy would be required to give, um, to ensure that the baby is delivered vaginally. Yeah, so there's ve- various reasons why they're given. Absolutely. And, and they're always at the at the benefit of the mum and the baby. Yeah, and, and they're then, good reasons and, and it is part of childbirth, you know, but um, 
not everyone gets scared about it. So yeah. it's it's not the end of the world. Exactly. It's part of it. And the other thing is, too, once you've had them, we've gone through, there's pain relief. And if you yep. just know that if you get one and you, when you go home, you make sure that you've talked to your doctor or your gynecologist about getting pain relief. Yep. Cass says it's really important, which I can mm. imagine. Um, and, yeah, your body heals. So we hope it's very that very forgiving. It, very forgiving. The vagina's very forgiving. So don't have a heart attack. <laughs> don't freak out. It's all going to be oh, fine. Wow. It's yeah. all worth it in the end, don't you oh, say, Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. All right, so there's Q&A with Kath, episiotomy, tearing and healing after vaginal birth. Episiotomy. <laughs> Thanks, Brooke. Thanks, Kath. This has been Birth, Baby and Beyond with midwife Kath Curtin. Birth, Baby and Beyond is recorded in the studios of Podcast One Melbourne, Australia. Executive producer is Brooke Carrigan. Audio production by Darcy Thompson and music by Matt Nikolic. 